0: This is a sponsored ad. Digital Magister has teamed up with this podcast to give you 10% of all products on their website, which includes domain registration, WordPress hosting, and SSL certificates. Head to www.digitalmagister.xyz. Simply apply the promo code SPEAKS at the checkout to get the discount. For more info, you can send an email to info at digitalmagister.xyz or click on the link which would be in the description to this episode. Now, let's get to the episode. <sighs> For the better part of my adult life, um, I have lived it alone. I've always had this lone wolf vibe to my personality, and um, having been raised as a very self sufficient person, uh, it has been something I always found comforting. Like I could go days without speaking to anyone, or probably seeing anyone, and as long as I had uh, my computer and movies, and like a good internet connection, I'm fine. Like, and food, as long as I had food, I was fine. <laughs> Well, all of this started to change when I began interacting more online. And, and for the downsides that comes with having virtual friendships and relationships, you know, those online connections, I, one cannot help but agree that much of these virtual connections are what makes the world go round, to be honest. So for me, a dude who prided himself in doing quite well without you know, the stress of physical human interactions, because people can be boring, the virtual connections I made became everything to me. Like, I really, really appreciated them. Um, in fact, as of this moment, uh, I think I have more virtual friends than I have actual people that I know, like in flesh and blood. I'm not saying people I know um, as virtual friends are not real. They are very real, very real people. It's just I'm saying I've never actually met 90% of them. And deep down, I think I may never meet 90% of them, especially if this corona shit keeps up. (laughs) But rest assured that this does not take away from how real my connections with these folks are. Like, to me, these people have become more than just followers on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. These folks, they have become more than just text messages, video calls, WhatsApp stickers, connoisseurs and stuff like that. No, to me, these folks have become like the lasting bonds of friendship and love that I kind of lacked the courage to form in the real world. Or so I thought. It turns out that somewhere deep in my subconscious, I had been able to convince myself to believe that most of these virtual bonds I was forming from meeting people online and stuff was just that, you know, virtual. Um... You know, I I somehow convinced myself that the reason why these bonds were really successful was that, you know, if it ever went bad, I could just easily log out, you know, delete a number or unfollow a follower or get a new WhatsApp number or something like that. But oh boy, was I wrong. I was fucking wrong. Turns out that as smart as I would often think of myself to be, I somehow forgot that behind those virtual bleeps and Ticks and clicks, we're actual human beings. Everybody's looking for that something, one thing that makes it all complete. You find it in strange places, places you never knew it could be. looking back i I remember the first person i ever tried to ghost consciously tried to ghost It, it was it was a nice lady i met on tinder and i i had intimate relations with her in my defense yeah it's tinder is not like the ideal place to build any real connections like this day and age tinder because most people are just there to have a good time in air quotes but um, for this person it felt different you know we had our back and forth texting on the app she was really really intuitive she laughed at my jokes you know she also shared her jokes some um, you know it, it felt there was like a connection in a way you know the way you start chatting up with somebody and you know you just feel that connection so we had that it was a tinder app you know everybody's just there for a good time but there was something more than that for at least in our heads, we were really talking, vibing, and then eventually we made arrangement to meet. And um, I went out of my comfort zone, and we organized like a movie date. The movie date was fun. Um, I remember we we had um, there was this after we went to watch a movie. I, I think the, mo- the movie we saw was Blockers. I forgotten. Um, John Cena was starred in it. Um, after I we went to see the movie, we went for I think lunch or so. Uh, then we had one, well, it was called falafel, I believe what they call it. It was really horrible. We had to laugh over it because I got the first one thinking it was good. And then after she tasted it, it was not really good. I tried it again. So it was really horrible. The, the food was horrible, but we laughed over it. And then eventually, after the dates, we went back to my apartment and... No, no, do something happened, and um, I dare say that was the purpose of the meeting to start with. So that happened. It was, for me, it was fun like the whole process. It felt fun, it felt like a new thing because I was going out of my comfort zone. So I felt like I was trying something new. So it was really exciting, had an exciting feel to it. But I remember that she spent a day or two. Over my apartment after that first date. And in those few days that she spent, I remember I started to feel some sort of resentment after like a day. I started to feel some sort of resentment towards her. Like I I felt like I was being suffocated in my own space because I I always consider my apartment as my quantum of solace. That's where I just, that's where I am, my real self, kind of. So, having her in that space having her with me it felt like this person is just encroaching on my space and there, there are things you can hide you know i, I pride myself as somebody who can you know just swallow things and you know pretend and stuff But over time there are things that you cannot just hide it, it shows like i found myself zoning out you know i'll just Keep quiet, I'll not talk to her, I'll not engage, you know, as opposed to the first night when we were really bickering and stuff like that. So, I remember thinking to myself, like, after like a day or two, I started thinking to myself, like, man. What did they happen now? This was supposed to just be like a hookup Like, what what is going on? This this person is now feeling so comfortable here or something like that. What did they happen? And I didn't want to say anything, but it was just the resentment was slowly, slowly building up in me. But eventually, though, I think she noticed, and I think anybody in our shoe we will notice. Imagine being with somebody the first night and you guys are really vibing, you know, throughout the day, you guys connected. And then the second night, going to the third, it feels like the person is not, the person doesn't talk anymore. It just quiet, you know, giving excuses like, oh, I have work to do, stuff like that. So eventually, I think she noticed that she should. And without me having to ask her to leave, she left. And to be honest, i felt a huge relief because first things first i was relieved that she had left i had my space to myself and then i also did not feel like a bad guy because i personally did not ask her to leave i feel like i felt like if i had told her you know what i think it's time for you to go scram i might have felt bad, like oh i pursued her or something but I didn't tell her, she just left, you know, it was almost like she left on her own volition, which was not true, because I was already giving up the signs that, oh, you're wasting, you're disturbing me in my own space. So I, I didn't feel like a bad person, I was like, yeah, you know what, I didn't ask her to leave, so she left, that's fine, I'm a good person. But then I just, when she left, I ghosted, like, I don't think, I, I don't remember te- texting her if she had gotten home, I don't remember that. I may have done it, but I don't remember that. I don't remember calling her afterwards. I just remember ghosting completely. In fact, I think I remember leaving the app completely. Like, I wasn't even on the app anymore. I think I deleted the app on my phone. And I felt whole again, at least in that moment. I felt like, yeah, I'm back, Nifa is back. Well I I fell whole again until I think a few a few weeks ago quite recently when when I I I think I was on Instagram I think I followed her during the whole Razmataz. I think we followed each other on social media pages but I think I ghosted her on Twitter but I didn't I, I'm not very frequent on Instagram, so I didn't go on Instagram. So I still had a contact on Instagram. So I think a few weeks ago, a week ago or so, I saw her Instagram page, I saw her pictures. And the moment I, I saw those things, everything just started coming back to me. Like everything. I I, sta- I started to recall so many things. I started to recall how how deeply she had shared with me, some of her, her biggest fears and struggles. In that one day that we were really connecting, I remember all those things. They, they just, like, seeing her Instagram pages and those shit started flooding back to me. I remember how happy she was on the first night in my apartment when I wasn't really pushing for sex. Like, we were just vibing, we watched a lot of shows. I remember introducing her to the Carmichael show she really enjoyed it. We were laughing. Um, I me- I remember how um, sh- she's she's also a sweet tooth like myself. Like she likes sweet things. So I remember I had like this cereal in my um my kitchen that we were going back and forth. Like she would go and get the plate. We we'll eat together while watching the comedy series. Then when she's done, I will go back refill it. Come back again. We we'll eat together. When I'm done, you know it was. I remember that, I remember how she told me of her passions, you know, sh- what she wanted to be in terms of her business, how she thinks she, she probably might have to quit her job because she wants to fully go into the passion she was after and stuff like that. I remember her sharing so many of these things with me and this all this came back when I saw her Instagram page. And I remember feeling my heart like my heart wrenching into two because i I realized in that moment that in my desire to keep my virtual connections as virtual as possible uh, i sort of I sort of lost sight of the fact that the other person was just as human as I was. know in my desire to make this all about oh this is a hookup let's just get this over and get away I I, I think I I sort of just blanked all the human parts about the connection we had I I sort of blanked out all the stories she told me I don't know if I was thinking it was a lie or anything but I just I just sort of shut up and out and when I thought about it when I saw her page I was I was really, really heartbroken. Um, I think it was easy for me to shut off and log out of Tinder and move on with my life. And the reason being that most of us do it, like, a lot of us do this with most of the virtual connections that we have or that we make, it's almost momentary for us, like, we, we enjoy it in the moment, you know, in the heat of the moment. You connect with somebody, you vibe with somebody online. It's passionate, it feels driven. And then it, 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 I think these connections offer that sort of instant gratification that most of us in our lives seek because life can be boring. We understand that life can be boring. So when those little doses of instant gratification comes in, we are always open to them because most times they just provide our bloated ego with a sense of worth a sense of self-worth I mean you know it's almost like it's almost like in those virtual connections those like are what we're looking for. We're searching for the oh um live YOLO you know you only live once kind of moment you know we, we, we that's what we kind of glean from it. But we often hardly find time to reflect on the real people behind those connections, those virtual connections, and on the very real experiences of those people behind those screens. I think most times we're just looking at it like, you know what, it is as ephemeral to me as it is for them. But most times it isn't. Like, I, I think, for me, I had the idea that Tinder is a place where people just go hook up and shit is done but i was having this discussion with a friend and she mentioned it like there are people who actually go on tinder and meet the love of their life there are people who actually go on tinder and find the kind of connection that is lasting you know the kind of connection that lasts the test of time but in in that moment i don't think i I, like looking back in retrospect i don't think i ever considered that especially with this person, I I don't think I ever considered the fact that maybe this person was looking for more. And maybe I was giving up all the vibes of also looking for more. So it was as much insincerity coming from my part as it was stupidity. Because I could have easily made my intentions known. I could have easily said, hey, you know what? This is what I actually want. Like, let's just hook up and get it over with but i don't think i did any of that i don't think i was truthful enough and looking back now i think i would like to think i have become better at maintaining the balance between virtual connections and reality these days um to be honest i still have a bunch of great friends who have met online and probably may never meet offline but as it turns out these days i tend to be more intentional about them especially the ones i truly truly care about like I, these days I, I i make sure that whenever i ask whenever i text how was your day it is not just a platitude i, I really prepare myself mentally to listen and take inventories When whenever somebody shares um what their favorite movies or uh music is i i I mentally prepare myself to acknowledge that to keep that in some kind of memory box for probably future reference or something these days whenever i use the laughing emoji maybe on whatsapp or twitter i i try to make sure it mirrors me actually laughing in real life like it's almost like I'm, I, these days I try to make the virtual connection as real as it should be. Because as virtual as it seems, it is still real because there are other people behind the screen. There's other people with life experiences who, you know, who also want a connection. And the truth is, as much as we may try to, we can't always keep in touch. We can't always be there for these people behind the screen. We can't always have the time. You know, life happens. You know, reality sets in for most of us in the small corners of our world. You know, yeah, sometimes your phone will go off. You know, you have to face what reality is or what reality means to you. But I I, I always hope that whatever little time I get to spend with my virtual connections it can be something that would be remembered as as memories you know as deep-seated memories and not just afterthoughts and i think I, i would hope that for everyone who has some sort of virtual connections um for me as an introvert um Virtual connections are the real deal for me. Like I know people who can easily make friends outside, who can just step out of their apartment and the next person they are greeting becomes their friend. I know people who can do that. I personally I can't. I, I don't have that I'm quite anti-social. I don't know how to like I always I always feel a wave of fear come over me if I'm to even approach somebody and and I'm approaching somebody about something as you know, let me be your friend so these virtual connections for someone like me they mean a whole lot so it made sense or it makes sense that i should be able to hold this virtual connection to the same standard as i would hold hold a real connection because they are just as real as can be because these are also people who have lives who have experiences behind the screen And for the longest time, I don't think I I realized that. Looking back, um... Do I feel like I was a shitty person to her? Even if um, it was supposed to be ideally just a hookup? Yes, I do. Um... Do I sometimes wonder what she thinks about me after my ghosting her? Yes, I do. Um... But more than anything, I think I feel ashamed. I feel really, really ashamed that in my quest to run back into the warmth of my own comfort zone, uh, I took for granted the real connection behind the virtual connection. I think a lot of us do that. The fact that you can easily just log out, the fact that you can easily block somebody, the fact that you can easily mute somebody, the fact that you can easily just ghost on somebody, makes makes it feel like it's an easier outlet for us. You know, most of us build relationships, virtual connections and relationships with the um, thoughts in the back of our mind that at any point in time, you know what? The next person is just a statistics. It's just another number you can block. Because we would get to points in time with whatever virtual connections we have where you might not agree. You might not really be in tune with their ideologies and stuff like that. And I think most of us just feel like, well, if that ever should happen, I have this option. I can do this. And everything goes back to normal. But... To be honest, that's the shitty way to think, and for the most part, I I try consider that as reasonable. And I I think if you're listening to this, and um, if you should take any, if you have any takeaway from it, it should be this: we are living in a fast-paced world, and each minute, each hour that goes by that we are online and stuff like that, we are building. creating so many connections a lot too much sometimes that we can keep in touch with but for those virtual connections that we are actually actively trying to keep in touch with I think we need to do more like truth is truth is some of these connections virtual connections we make may last others won't that's just facts but I would think you should never, in all your rush to get back to your own life, forget that there are real people behind those connections. No matter how distant it is, no matter how flimsy it might seem. Yeah, it's just a Tinder date, but your Tinder date is also a human being, you know? Oh, yeah, it's just a Twitter hookup. But your Twitter hookup is also a human being. They also have emotions. They also have passions and desires. And I would think if you're not ready to be empathetic, especially being empathetic with the truth of why you want what you want or why you're, you're connecting or relating with them, then maybe you shouldn't even start in the first place. No. I always think... Empathy is key. I think that that would be the giveaway. Like, empathy is key. And if you remember that everyone is basically looking for someone or some people to share and connect with, especially in this world that we live in, a world that so many things are considered as fake, if you remember that everyone is looking for some sort of real connection to make in the virtual i think it becomes easier for you not to be like me and be an asshole and be so lost in your own search for your own comfort and stuff to not take into consideration the other person like it's yeah we live in a world where everybody's preaching self-love you know love yourself but this this doesn't apply to that there are ways you can love yourself and still be able to be empathetic to the next person even when their views do not align with yours and i think there is no greater empathy than the truth and not the truth that is intended to hurt because a lot of people do that as well you have people saying the truth just to slight or what they consider the truth just to slight the next person or just to bring the next person down I think the truth that is intended to you know to connect like if you're on a Tinder date and you feel like what you want is just sex for crying out loud say that don't allow them don't allow the next person go get into their feelings and then at the end of the day you tell yourself oh it was just a thing that day no to you it probably was but to the next person she probably he or she probably thought it was more so be truthful about stuff like that. I think if you can do that, you can easily, very easily avoid being an asshole like me. And I think I, I wish her the best. Um, I really hope that behind all the smiles, all the pictures, all the Instagram, that she she was able to find that happiness that she was probably in search of. Or that peace or that comfort, whatever it may be. And I try as much as possible to build on that towards whatever relationship, virtual relationship I have now. I try to be the person who should always be there for them. I try to be the person who you could be millions of miles away, but if we have a virtual connection, rest assured that I'm I'm always going to be there for you. And you no. Know, just know that as cliche as it sounds like life is too short to be an asshole like life is far far too short to be an asshole and that is it um thank you guys for listening to another episode of the you and i podcast i wish you guys an amazing week i want you guys to be empathetic i want you guys to spread love Spread care, spread truth, and um, eventually, I hope I hope we are able to build more in terms of humanity than whatever selfishness that's going around. So, I wish you guys all the best. Um, You can get in touch with me on my Instagram page, my Twitter handle. All of this will be in the link description of this episode and um let's talk more Do you have any experiences you think you would like to share how did this episode you know touch you or connect to you or is all this just hogwash i'd very much like to hear that so without further ado i wish you all the best stay safe